burnout <laughs> is like teetering all the time Yeah, because I do love it, right? And it's so exciting. And everyone in New York City has that like hustle mentality and the mm -hmm. collaboration, but you still have to take a step back and really realize how you're going to prioritize not only your energy, but like your space, your sleep, yeah. all these things that'll make you a better entrepreneur, friend. World, world, your oyster. What's up, everybody? You're listening to World Your Oyster. This is your host, Paula Sanders, and I am here with my husband, Mr. Nathaniel Greenberg. How are you doing today, sir? Very, very excited to finally make the cut. Oh. I think it's been, what, one, two, 40 episodes, and I've earned it now, finally. You have really earned your keep on this uh, on this show here. Since we've got you on the couch, I mean, we're not doing an interview, but I would love if you could just introduce yourself to everybody. You all know him as Nathaniel Greenberg, my husband, but I would love to hear what Nathaniel has to say about himself. I think what I'm best known for, certainly on this podcast, is actually being your husband. <laughs> is there anything left about me? There should be some other stuff. I really hope so. There should be. Uh, so I'm CFO of a fashion company in the city. In my free time, I love to create art which has turned our guest bathroom into a little bit of a Breaking Bad situation with chemicals and gas masks and goggles everywhere. Don't tell the landlord. All super kosher. It's fine. We're leaving anyway. We're leaving anyway. Uh, <laughs> love to cook. Uh, take care of this one who really doesn't like to eat my food and would prefer peanut butter and jelly. It's true. So really a perfect match with me making this apartment uh, a hazard. Uh, working at a company where she doesn't really find interest in anything that I do. And uh, creating lots of culinary pieces of art that you're not interested in. But I support the show. <laughs> no, he's an amazing person and I'm so fortunate to have you in my life. And thank you so much for supporting me on this endeavor because it's been, you know, a wild ride. It's been fun. It's been really fun, really interesting for me. I love watching you shine. You've <laughs> grown so much thank and really you. grown into the star that you are. Well, thank you so much, Nathaniel. I'm glad everyone gets to see of you what I see in you. Oh, now I'm going to cry. <laughs> you're so sweet. Well, I know you're really excited about this, but why don't we get into the pearl of your oyster this week? Why don't we get into the pearls of our oysters this week? I want to hear the pearl of my oyster. Wait, is that the pearl in your oyster? Yeah, let's make it that. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. So any other week, I'd probably have about five or six pearls from this week. It started off at a gala where I saw Spike Lee duke it out with Rashid Johnson over a couple pieces of art for a great charity. Very exciting to see them kind of elbowing, truly, physically elbowing each other to stop the bidding going so high. It was pretty cool, actually. Was that was a very, lot of fun. That was for cool. the Gordon Parks Foundation. It was their annual gala. And actually, uh, there was, if you all know the DJ D-Nice, who got very famous over COVID, he also was part of the uh, the craziness. So it was that was exciting. It was. That last part was really exciting for five minutes before a bedtime hit. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> we can only stay out so late. This is true. <laughs> uh, which was probably for the best because the rest of the week was a sequence of other really great highs, none of which really hit the oyster. But I had friends in from Mexico, Texas. I finally paid off my student loans. Now that is a huge deal. A that's huge one. That's from his, um, his MBA, not his undergrad. Yes, and we also signed our lease on a new apartment. We did, it was so, a big week. Very, very exciting. But when I thought about it, my real pearl this week 
was I was running errands yesterday and I was walking back and there's this really adorable little Sicilian store that opened up and I thought, why not get a little snack? So I went in, I saw the arancini counter and I ordered a rice ball. Mm -hmm. I sat outside and hearing the Italian owners speaking uh, heatedly behind me, I don't know if they were arguing or, you know, just having a casual conversation as it is, but sitting on the concrete, a little bit hot outside, it really reminded me of our first trip to Catania, where I was very, very elegantly oh. smashing rice balls yes. into my face, one in each hand. Yes. But it was a really, really nice, relaxing, reminiscent moment, which was very much needed after the chaos of this week. Yeah, I agree. I, so, my skin didn't even touch the outside air yesterday. No. <laughs> so that would be my pearl. Close second would be uh, watching you interrupting your makeup routine to twerk to Beyonce this morning. <laughs> yeah, that This was is fun. what you guys don't see. Yeah, this is what you don't see. You know, we should really get some cameras in the house, but. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, no, this morning was fun. I, I enjoyed that. And what about you, dear? So the pearl in my oyster this week was definitely coming to the end of a almost a six month scavenger hunt for my, well, not scavenger hunt, but just the ultimate, Nathaniel is the king of surprises, okay? Nathaniel loves to throw a little deception in there and really make me work for all of my gifts, right? It is all cloak and dagger, all misdirection. All misdirection. That's so, the secret. So let's back up a little bit. It was our one year anniversary for our uh, marriage last week. And when we were in Paris over New Year's, Nathaniel made this big stink about going to Saint Laurent and buying me something. And it was this big secret surprise, yada, 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 whatever. And we were there together and he was like looking around at the jewelry at Saint Laurent. And I was like, I don't really want jewelry. Like, I really want this one bag. Like, please just stick to the list. I, there, there was two things that I wanted essentially. And he comes back and I just see this small Saint Laurent box. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I mean, listen, you don't want to be that girl and be like, that's not what I want. But I basically was like, I didn't want that. <laughs> At either rate, like, it, it's so all bad. smoke and mirrors, cloak and dagger. I think I'm getting this, like, and I have to wait because obviously our anniversary wasn't until this past weekend, which is at the end of May. So I had to wait like five months. And now during these five months, I kind of see this Saint Laurent box popping up here or there. I see it when we get home. I see it in the in his bedside table. And I don't like to open things because I actually really do like to be surprised. Like I love that. And I think that that's why like this, this really works well. One of the reasons why it works well, but I love to be surprised. So even if I was to find a box, I would literally never go in it. Not in a million years. So I, I truly- And that's why I put it anywhere that an idiot would hide a little jewelry box. <laughs> True, true. So uh, our anniversary comes and of course he puts, you know, the, the box on the table. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess I finally get to see this present that I don't want. And um, I open the box and the box has just a small paper in it. And it says under the couch and under the couch was this beautiful bag, the exact bag that I wanted. And it was just such a nice surprise and it was so adorable. And I just continue to surprise me because it's it's so romantic and honestly like I could I would be happy with any gift to be honest with you even if it was whatever I, I, I could care less it could be a, a pendant from Kmart you know as long as it came from you and is to commemorate our love I don't really care pendant from Kmart over jewelry from Saint Laurent <laughs> I don't know about that, but at either rate, it was just really cute. And that was definitely the pearl of my oyster this week because you always find a way to make every single 
occasion special. And I appreciate that. So I love that. thank you. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> well, on that note, we're going to get out of the love bubble. I think that's about as much as I'm allowed to talk. I think so. All right. Until next time when I'm more interesting. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Drea Murphy is a trailblazer in the world of wellness, lifestyle, and brand building. With over 13 years of experience in New York City, Drea has successfully carved her path as an entrepreneur, fueled by her personal passions and professional expertise. As the founder and creator of Bydria, she has become a trusted voice in the realms of beauty, wellness, and fashion. Through her website, she shares her encyclopedic knowledge, providing readers with thoughtful recommendations and candid insights into topics ranging from mental health to sexual wellness. Drea's entrepreneurial prowess extends beyond her personal brand. She is the founder and CEO of Elise Collective, a creative marketing company that specializes in launching niche startup brands in the wellness space. With an impressive portfolio that includes collaborations with industry leaders such as Google, One Hotels, and Nordstrom, Drea has established herself as a powerhouse in the business world. Her expertise in brand building has led her to curate events in vibrant cities like New York City, Miami, Los Angeles, and the Hamptons, working with prestigious properties like the Four Seasons, Casa Cipriani, The Well, and Soho House. Drea's dedication to making a positive impact extends beyond her professional endeavors. She holds advisory roles in exclusive New York City clubs and serves as a board member of Commit to Change, a nonprofit organization committed to providing education to orphan teenage girls in India. Leveraging her marketing research, Drea raises brand awareness for the organizations and utilizes her extensive social media platform and network to share the inspiring personal stories of these girls. Featured in numerous platforms, Drea's influence is widely recognized. Her newly launched site, By Drea, has been praised for its wealth of knowledge, and she has gained a reputation for being at the forefront of discovering the coolest and most innovative beauty, wellness, home, and fashion labels. With her keen eye for trends and her innate ability to spot the next big thing, Drea's recommendations are highly sought after. I'm so excited to introduce you all to my friend, Drea. Drea, welcome to World's Your Oyster. Thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. You were like, when I made my list of people that I wanted to interview, you were definitely one of the first ones that I wanted to get on my couch. It took a long time. It did. I did, I did get injured. So. I know, I know. <laughs> it's been quite the journey for you the last couple of months, I feel. Oh, to say the least. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's okay. But you know but what? I'm here. I'm here and I'm it, so excited. Exactly. And I think that it's these moments when you, you know, are struggling. Mm-hmm. It's that's when we really figure out who we are. And I think that you'll see once you get on the other side of this injury, there's gonna be so much that you learn about yourself and about the way that you persevere. I mean, a hundred percent, it keeps coming, but good. doing lots of reflection. Let me Amen. tell you. Amen. Well, the reflection <laughs> is the good stuff for sure. Well, I think we're good to just hop into it before we start. I just want to let everybody know how much I adore this woman. Um, Drea has been a friend of mine for quite a few years now, and it's been such a pleasure to watch her on this journey. Uh, a woman that I really find to be so impressive that at our age, you have built not one, but two successful businesses. You own your home in New York City, which 
That is something that you should be so proud of, by the way. Thank you. And everybody that knows you loves you. There is not a single person that I speak to that does not have the most wonderful things to say about you, the person that you are, and working with you. So that is a true testament to the woman that you are, the woman that your lovely family raised that I know means so much to you. And I, um, I'm i just happy to know you. So that was what oh I wanted gosh. to say before we start. <laughs> Can I call you every morning for that little pep talk? <laughs> yes. And you know what the nice thing is, is that you have, will have this on record for forever. So you can just oh reply it God. all the time. But um, so now that you all know what Drea means to me, I would love for Drea to introduce herself and the two businesses that she has created from the love in her heart and the passions within her. Um, so why don't you just tell us a bit about Alice Collective and Bydria, and then we'll get into your journey. Alice Collective is my brand building marketing company, and um, we really specialize in wellness brands. We do everything from brand partnerships to events, thought leadership, wellness programming, kind of you name it. Um, it's evolved over the years, and I'm sure we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. And Bydria is my newest venture. Um, it's a lifestyle shoppable site um, that really shows um, kind of everything I've tested, learned, and really love. I wanted a place to put it all while having a creative outlet, and you know now hosting different events for event for brands um, that are now on the site. So it's evolving. It's it's kind of a new project mm-hmm. that we are testing so many different things, and I love it. Yeah, and you're bringing together such incredible people. I will say, I went to I've been to almost yes. all of your Bydria events, um, and you really just have a. The grip on the right people in New York City, especially the right women that are Mm -hmm. supporting you and you're introducing all of us to incredible brands. So we're very grateful to, you know, when we know that when something has the Bydria stamp (laughs) that it's going to be good for us, it's going to look beautiful and it's going to have that aesthetic that we love. Well, that means (laughs) a lot to me because that is what I've been cultivating for, you know, the 13 years I've been in New York City. Absolutely. Um, I'll get into like how I and why I started at least collective, but you know, it takes a lot to be authentic and to continue to, you know, put yourself out there and, you know, really stand for something. And sometimes it's really hard to do that (laughs) and to consistently do that, you know, in business and in life. So thank you for that, because that is what I strive to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm very particular with the brands and the people that I work with uh, just for that. I love that. I love that. Well, I know that you're a West Coast girly, so I would love Mm -hmm. to have you tell everybody how it is that you make it here to New York and start these businesses because it takes a lot of chutzpah to just come on out here. (laughs) And, you know, I know that you have passed, like you did work for other people and then you realize not so much for me. So I'm originally from San Francisco, California, and went to college, Santa Clara University. And I moved to New York City um, after I graduated Santa Clara and I knew one person. And I was thinking about this when I was, you know, Preparing. preparing a little bit. And I was like, that was pretty ballsy. Um, and when I think back to that time, I don't think I thought it was ballsy at all. It was just like, this is what I want to do. Right. Um, this is where I want to be. Uh, the summer before I graduated, I interned at Giorgio Armani and Bottega Veneta in communications and kind of got my feet wet. And not only in fashion PR industry, but New York City. Mm-hmm. And 
the energy, the community, the vibe of New York City. I was just like, this is me. I need to need to get there somehow. What so, neighborhood did you live in? Were you in West Village? I was West Vill- between West Village and Soho. I was on King Street. It was my first apartment. Oh, I love King Street, actually. I know. It's kind of a secret little street. Yeah. Okay. Um, great memories on King Street. Mm-hmm. But I remember, you know, back in the day, fashion PR, you know, it wasn't like finance where you had a job set up after graduation. Everyone was, you know, it was kind of anxiety invoking because what are you going to do? I'm like, I don't know. I don't have a job lined up. And so I'd be get these interviews and everyone'd be like, oh, great. Can you come in tomorrow? And I was still, you know, in California. And so I finally asked my parents for a little bit of a loan. And I was like, I need to move in order to interview and get there. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I did. So I remember exactly what I was wearing. It was raining. It was the day I moved to New York City and I interviewed at Paul Wilmot Communications and I became a freelancer for, for Fashion Week that is was starting like the next day. And I remember being so excited because I got overtime because I was freelance, yeah. but I was only making $10 an hour. Oh no. <laughs> okay, $10 an hour. So immediately I was like, okay, the hustle is on. Um, Worked there for a little bit while interviewing to find more of a full-time gig. Um, Went on to have a PR assistant role at Calvin Klein Mm -hmm. um, and then to Ralph Lauren and then stayed within kind of like the fashion world um, and went to Topshop. Mm -hmm. And there is is where I really um, got like the the digital tech bug. Mm -hmm. Um, They were one of the first brands to be doing shoppable runways. I remember Google Plus and Google Hangout doing a bunch of initiatives over at London Fashion Week. And it was really cool to see. You know, that kind of gave me a little bit of assurance slash confidence to go to my next role, which was a startup Mm -hmm. um, in the tech space, still in fashion. I was director of comms and it was such an incredible experience because I got to learn so many different things that I never was exposed to. Mm -hmm. And... To take a step back, I mean, I'd always been into fashion and um, majored in communications, and I kind of just like fell into the, like, the PR realm and and went from there. Um, and so this kind of broadened my awareness, my eyes to all the other different, obviously, industries within like the shoppable space. So it was there, I think it was, it was a year and a half in, and I walked into work one day, and we were all told that this was our last day. <laughs> So was of, this what? Was in, this 2009? Of employment. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I have to double check. I get my dates all. Yeah. And, you know, I was still so young in terms of like drinking the startup Kool-Aid, um, <laughs> really like taking this personally. You know, yeah, it happens all the time, but I wasn't really prepared for that. Mm-hmm. And it was summertime and I had an event set up um, at the Surf Lodge in Montauk and I just did it because it was the right thing to do. It felt the right thing to do. Um, it was an event for the company that you were the company for. that like no longer was going to be in existence. Mm-hmm. And from that, I started consulting for the Surf Lodge like almost the next day. They needed help. I was out of a job and it kind of just like rolled over. Yeah. I what didn't even need at that time. I didn't even know what that meant yeah, also, by the way. <laughs> I was like, yes, sure, whatever. I have a share house no, here. I'll figure Let it out. Let me, yeah. I'll figure it out. <laughs> Um, and so from there, I got to work on a ton of different partnerships, one being Google Play Music that was launching that summer there. I met this woman who became my mentor um, who was at Google, and I will never forget her asking me who my other clients were. And I remember pausing and realizing in that moment, I need to start my own thing. That's crazy. So how old are you? 25? 
Yes, 25, maybe 26. Were you honest with her that you didn't have any other I was, clients? I was. Did she and applaud you for that? She did. I think she had a similar background in terms of working for a startup, having your own business, then going back in house. Mm -hmm. um, so she became, you know, such a mentor to me. Um, and we're still like great friends to this day. Yeah. But, you know, I remember that that pivotal point and not wanting to go back to a fashion nine to five job, um, but also not really knowing what it meant to have my own company. Mm -hmm. And this was before I think it was cool to be a founder or an entrepreneur. Yeah. Um, and it was like for the crazy, you know, it was, and I was like, how am I going to pay my rent? You know, um, at the time. And I just kind of went for it. And I remember, you know, figuring out, what type of brands I was going to take on. And from the very beginning, I was so particular about the type of brand that was going to, that I was going to work with right. because I knew that in order to build an authentic, um, reputation, I had to stay within like my personal ethos. A hundred percent. And I'm so proud of myself for doing that because it was really hard at times mm -hmm. because you know, those niche cooler brands don't have budget. Um, the bigger brands that might, you know, not really go with your aesthetic, do. And it was hard, especially for the first couple of years. Yeah, it's you like, know? how do you not go for a money grab when you don't have any money? Exactly, but I knew in order to build this company the right way, I had to build that authentic, you know, reputation that I was already building um, through my, you know, past mm -hmm. jobs and my network that I had started to build. It was very crucial and I mm -hmm. still stand by that today. So how long does it take for you to snowball up a roster of clients? It actually happened quicker than I thought, just based on word of mouth mm -hmm. and based on dipping my toe in different industries also. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where the whole wellness play came in because I was so into that personally and yeah. working out. And at, a, at the right time. Exactly. <laughs> Before it was a trend. Yeah. Um, but I remember, you know, working for a boutique fitness studio and then a supplement line and different companies that were coming up. Mm -hmm. um, and I really loved it mm -hmm. and wanted to like do more of that. So the fashion kind of stayed. And now when you are working with these clients in the early days, think about your first five years, what exactly were you doing for the clients? I know it's different for each one, but mm -hmm. what's the suite of services that you're offering at this point? So at this point, I was doing a lot of traditional PR. Okay. Um, you know, it was still you know, re relevant and needed. Mm -hmm. um, and brands were, you know, really wanting to invest in that. Now, you know, it, it, the landscape has changed so much and mm -hmm. you really need to have your hands in every little thing and really seeing, you know, brand partnerships and events moving the needle more than PR just because everything is so pay to play these days. But it was a, it was a transitional time, I feel mm -hmm. like, between the five and seven year um, of seeing what brands actually wanted to pay for um, and also what was moving the needle. Yeah. What do brands want to pay for? <laughs> well, great question. It, I mean, it varies. There's no right answer there. Yeah. Um, I think the most valuable thing a brand can pay for is, is marketing, but there's very, it's, I would say it's 50, 50 on who kind of stands behind that. Yeah. Um, because it's, it's a long-term play. I always very much work in the long-term mentality as opposed to like the, you know, overnight success because right. in order to build a real brand, you have to put that work in. You have to, you know, stay true to your ethos mm -hmm. and your audience and knowing mm -hmm. who your customer is. Um, and I think a lot of brands just want that quick fix to success and that's not going to work over time. How did you put together your contracts with these people? How mm -hmm. did you get that experience? Did you 
you know, there was no chat GPT, which teaches me how to do everything nowadays. You know, like, how did you know what to charge people? How did you know what to even offer them? How did you know how to put together a scope of work? You know, I kind of just like went for it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I asked a lot of, you know, mentors. I used my past experience. Um, But I was kind of just like faking it till you make it, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I learned so much in that early time. And of course, you know, I was was there to prove myself. So Mm -hmm. taking a lower retainer was something I was willing to do for the right brands. And I just worked from there. Do you work strictly with female founders or female founded brands? For the most part. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's definitely one of our pillars in the Least Collective. It's that and it's um, and then also having like a strain in wellness. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, very, very important to me. So how long have you had Elise Collective now? So I guess eight years. Wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we're coming up on a milestone in two years. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy to to think about only because it's evolved so much and mm-hmm. we've changed, you know, in different types of way. We're very lean and that's what I love because, you know, we really specialize in the startup niche brands Mm -hmm. um, within wellness, which I particularly love. I mean, it's definitely more of a challenge when it comes to financials, but you can see them succeed. You can really put things into place. And, you know, there's so many companies out there within this space. And I love getting behind, you know, certain ones that I really believe in and I really think work. And now how are you going about hiring? Because I know for you, it is super important to empower females. So what are you doing to grow your team? Well, like I said, I love a lean team Mm -hmm. and especially building by Drea now, you know, it used to be more of a passion project. Now it's really like 50% of my time Mm -hmm. and it's been pretty incredible to build this with my sister. So Julia, who works with me um, full time now, we love love her so much. She's so (laughs) smart and we work completely differently. (laughs) We have a lot of different skills, which I think that's why it works so well. Um, And we have really tight boundaries. Mm -hmm. You know, before this switch Um, Because she had consulted for me in the past, but when timing kind of like leaned in and it's like, are we really going to do this? You know, we had very, very hard conversations around boundaries because she's my sister first and I never want anything to ruin that. You know, now, since we've kind of had a lot of that figured out, I treasure the time I have with her. I mean, it's so incredible that I get to work with her and we get to do these fun things together. We get to be creative. You know what I mean? I look to her for you know, so much guidance um, and watching her become like a leader to now our assistant hope, like it's amazing. And, you know, I think you're only as good as your right hand. Mm -hmm. And to have my sister and to be able to say that, um, I think is pretty special and incredible. And And I really don't take it for granted. And she's like totally cool with it being the Drea show, which is is cool. Like, I mean, I love it. Yeah. I mean, she's like behind the scenes. She Taking loves... all the photos. <laughs> no, she's like the creative, the copywriter. Yeah. Like she... So did she... Because I have to say, like yeah. the branding on the newsletter and the website is so stunning. Is that... That's I mean, it's all... Julia. That's Julia. It's Julia. I mean, of course, with my input. Yeah. Um, and we brainstorm together, but like... That's, but she's doing the heavy lift. She is like my right hand. I trust her with everything. And it's really hard to find someone that really gets your aesthetic and can do things that you can't do. It's basically impossible. It, it's almost impossible. Yeah. It really is. I'm like, this is my vision. Can you put it on paper? Yeah. And Who it's found like that red. Who thought to do. Oh, we went through a lot, a lot of, you know. I love that red. Yeah, it was not overnight. Let that me red. You got, you all have to go check out the website and subscribe to her newsletter because. Yes, please. 
And it comes out monthly, right? Or it's no. Okay, so we have a newsletter um, that comes out once a week on Sundays, um, and so we drop weekly edits, and then we have which a that monthly- is a big upkeep. Like, oh my that's god, it is a big lift. It really is. Monthly, we do an au courant drop, which is five things mm-hmm. that I you know, kind of think you need right now. And it runs the gamut. It could be a book. It could be, um, you know, a face wash, a sunscreen. A podcast to listen to. No. A podcast. <laughs> um, no, not a podcast. That goes in newsletters. So we have all these different edits um, within wellness and lifestyle. And just recently, we, you know, we've really been focusing on mental health and some of the tools that you can lean into and taking from my own experience. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, sharing the bad with the good is so, so important. And um, what kind of people want to see and relate to, I think it's so easy to just share all the highlights within your career and personal life. But, you know, when I, and I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent, go, but go off, girl. I always feel so passionate about talking about women's health and in particular fertility. Mm-hmm. And it really came from my own experience. Last year, I froze my eggs and I remember not thinking I was going to document it or share, but towards the end when there was tons of things that like no one really told me about or prepped me, um, I was like, why? Why is nobody talking about this? Why is no one talking about this? Why is there culture within women where we aren't sharing the real deal? And that's kind of why I started to share. And it was great to see so many other women be like, oh, me too. Or like, I thought I was alone because no one talked about this part, um, X, Y, and Z. And that was really powerful to me. And I think from there, you know, I've hosted a ton of women's health events. Mm -hmm. That is really amazing to see, you know, people show up, feel safe in a space to talk about fertility, gut health, like egg freezing, like all the things. Mm -hmm. And I think the more we talk about it, the better because knowledge is power. And like, why aren't we helping each other? And I just started doing menopause talks, by the way. (laughs) Not yet. Yes. No, because there now there's like there's all these hormones and things in clinics that girls like you and I can start going to. Now women like you and I. Yeah. <laughs> We're not girls anymore. Uh, women like you and I can go to though to like prolong oh, our lives okay. before menopause. Okay. So we need to start doing the research. All right, let's do it. Because I'm I'm in. Let's do it. I'm in. I don't want I don't want to do that. No, I, I do don't not want to do that. So what other types of mental health uh, platforms do you like to use on a daily basis? Well, this is a great question only because, you know, movement was my number one tool. Mm -hmm. And I recently tore my ACL and had a fracture in my knee and a torn meniscus. So my number one tool was taken away. So what does one do when that happens? Gosh, I was depressed. I was in a dark spot. Um, Mm -hmm. You know this. Mm -hmm. And part of that recovery was leaning into and surrendering to that dark spot Mm -hmm. and, you know, realizing that eating ice cream and and binging on Bravo was what I needed until I didn't, until I really needed to figure out some other tools to help my mental health and get me out of it. You know, one thing that my team and I, we always do, we always take sanity walks. I know you always know this about me. I love your sanity walks. Um, (laughs) But I couldn't do that anymore. I couldn't walk. I was on crutches. I had to wait for my fracture to heal. Like it was really hard. So I went into all the things. And you were a new puppy mom too. And a new puppy mom. <laughs> Devastating to not yeah. be able to take Machi out. Mm. You know, I have other tools, but I hadn't really leaned like on them much because I was always like, I'm gonna go to a workout class. I'm gonna go to forward space. I'm gonna get on a reformer. Like, and that really did it for me. Journaling really helps. 
I know it's, you know, everyone always talks about it, but I think I do two types of journaling. One, if I'm kind of feeling it, it'll be more of a word dump. I'll set a timer, 10, 15 minutes and just write. No, there's no prompt, nothing. Just kind of write out your feelings. Mm -hmm. And if I'm not really feeling that, I just write three things I'm grateful for. That's it. That's it. Gratitude journal. Exactly. Breath work, I've gotten semi into. It's hard and challenging. I think that's why I like shunned away from it for a while. Um, but I'm actually hosting my next Biodria event with this amazing breathwork teacher, Nadia, who's a good friend. And, you know, it was doing something different that was challenging and kind of scary because um, I didn't know much about it. And it, it kind of, you know, but it helps so much get out frustration, get out um, so many things. And it's wild to see your body react to that. Mm. And then mindset shift. So I think prior to my injury, I talked about mindset a lot and you have the power to shift your mindset. I do think I um, got behind that a lot, but only I think recently do I really understand what that mindset journey is. Right. Um, it was more of a like, previously you were trying to just put out there that like you can change your mindset, but because you didn't need to change your mindset, you didn't really knew what that entailed. Until right. Until you or, got into the depths of the ocean and you were exactly. like, wait, actually... I need to tap into what I was preaching before I even knew that I was, what yes, I was talking about. Absolutely. But also the fact that every day I would wake up and be like, I'm going to change my mindset and it would not work and it would not work and it would not work. And then something shifted. And that was a huge lesson for me mm -hmm. because it's not something that changes overnight, but I felt such a shift by trying and by putting that out there every single morning, trying to have a better positive attitude, trying to change things, trying to maybe like put down the ice cream or, you know, move a little bit, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. And I remember the shift. I will never forget it. And this was just internal. Like internal you were, shift. You were just I was like, saying, Drea, okay, get up. Drea, we can get out like, of this. We can do this. We can do this. It will get better. Positive affirmations. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I give my mom a lot of credit for that too. She's she one was, positive woman. Yes. And was she helping you through this journey or Absolutely. you just tapped into like remembering the way that your mom handled things as a child? You know, she came to take care of me after surgery. God bless her. Cause I was not probably the easiest patient at all. Um, <laughs> but then when it got to like week three and four, when I was really alone and really down, you know, I had to like just turn inward, no inward. No one was going to fix this for me. Yeah. No one is able to change my mindset, but me. And so there's a lot of power in that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I share that because I know it's not easy, you know, when someone's like, Oh, just change your mindset. It's like, <laughs> Fuck off. Yeah, fuck You know off. what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. No, I can't walk. And, you know, everything is just terrible. And, Everything's terrible. I have know, nothing to do besides think about myself, my life, my businesses, yeah. my this, my right. that. And how I can't even. I don't have energy to do Can't even go anything. for a walk. Like, it's that's so rough. So yes. good for you for, like. I'm glad that you gave yourself the time, though, to eat Ben and Jerry's and watch Bravo. Because yeah. sometimes even though it might feel like crap, that is what we need. 100%. You need to give your body the time. And I think that if you didn't give your body the time, maybe you wouldn't have had the mindset shift when you did. And maybe it would have taken you six months or maybe you wouldn't have gotten out of the deep, dark hole that you yeah. were in until you were fully healed. Yeah. Like, could you imagine that? No. Like, And I do think, too, as I get older, realizing sitting in the bad is actually so powerful. I agree. It's I, so powerful. I agree. I always, that has been something that in my mid thirties that I've really like, if I'm feeling an emotion, mm -hmm. I just want to let myself have it. And I think when I was younger, I didn't do that. I was just like, no, no, we got to keep going. We got to keep it moving. But you know what? 
you don't learn from anything then. No. If you just keep moving, you don't learn anything. No. You have to just take the time, even if it's a day, 24 hours, 40 hours. It's, if it's five months, sit in it and understand. Sometimes, you know, when you hurt yourself, there's no understanding why you hurt yourself. But even if, if, if it's a life situation, I got, you know, I was found myself in a toxic relationship. I needed to break mm-hmm. up with someone. I needed to blow up my life to be able to rebuild. Like, figure out why you were in the situation before you just move forward from it. Do we have any dream brands that we want to work with at Bydria? There's always dream brands. I think I think becoming, you know, what I call a wellness curator is really a dream because I love doing that. And I love bringing brands together and, you know, putting together like an amazing package for someone of all my favorite brands. And that's really what the site does just on a digital level. So it's really exciting to see brands take notice um, and people and be able to like share that and see where it goes. You know, it's still in its very infant stage and we'll kind of see. Um, We're definitely going to be doing some stuff in the Hamptons, which is exciting. Yeah. I'm just excited for the warm weather, the summer. (laughs) I'm always the best in the summer. Yes. You do thrive (laughs) in the summer. She's out there in Montauk. She's looking cute every day. She's got her, her house. Are you doing your house? Yes. Good. Good. That is like, so the stamp of it's like, you know, it's July when Drea's in Montauk and having her lobster salad at Drea's. <laughs> Drea's. I never know how to say But, you know, it. I've worked, you know, that's where Elise Collective started was Montauk, which yep. is so, you know, it's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, Montauk has become a home away from home, such a special, special place for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do so much work out there. So it's really. Well, you always say it's like instrumental for your business. Like, it really is. Because it really it's is. a huge amount of money to go out and spend. So, it, you know. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And just also peace of mind too. It brings me so much joy and you have to make time for that and prioritize your happiness. I think years past, I didn't enjoy my time out there as much because I was working every single day, seven days a week because there were so many opportunities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, you can always work more. You can always network more. You can always go to more events and you have to be really mindful of your energy and how to protect that. Mm -hmm. And I honestly think only in the last maybe year, have I really realized that? And I still struggle with it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I was just gonna the, say. <laughs> the, the burnout is like teetering all the time Yeah. because I do love it, right? And it's so exciting. And everyone in New York City has that like hustle mentality and the mm-hmm. collaboration, but you still have to take a step back and really realize how you're going to prioritize not only your energy, but like your space, your sleep, yeah. all these things that'll make you a better entrepreneur, friend. Do you you have any advice (laughs) on how to manage the time? I struggle. I struggle big time. But I think for me is like figuring out what makes you feel good and making sure you prioritize that. Mm -hmm. So like for me, sleep is huge. Yep. And if I'm not well rested, I everything goes out the window. <laughs> and I know that, yet I still sometimes do not prioritize my sleep. That moving your body, I mean, even in the times where I couldn't do much, even just doing like some arm weights for 10 minutes was a, a mood shifter, yeah. really. Um, and then figuring out really like for your body what works yeah. in terms of food. Like... I'm such a believer in not depriving yourself, but also nourishing yourself. Mm -hmm. And so if you can find that balance, I always feel the best when I'm doing that. What are you excited for? What are we looking for? Mm. What's coming from Bydria? What can we all get excited for for the summer? 
I mean, you got to sign up for my newsletter for all the... the um, Absolutely. <laughs> and how do they sign up? Tell the people. If you just go to buydria.com, it'll <laughs> pop right back, right up for right you. Up. It'll be on the notes on this episode, of course. <laughs> of course. You know, we got a lot of stuff coming that I can't really reveal yet. Um, well, that's uh, exciting. But, which is really exciting. That means you also have to follow her. Yes, yes, yes. And that's um, Adria Murphy, right? Adria Murphy, D-R-I-A. On Instagram and TikTok. Oh, yes. I'm on TikTok now. Get on that TikTok, guys. We all need all the love on TikTok because <laughs> we are not as big on TikTok as we are on Instagram because we're old. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, no, but I do want to say about social media, I mean, I have a love-hate relationship for it. Mm. I really do. You have to operate like it could be deleted tomorrow. And that is what I tell myself. That is what I tell my clients. That is so smart. I mean, because it's true. It's true. You also have absolutely no control over the algorithm. So absolutely like, no control. You know, I could post the dumbest thing and it gets all the views. Then I could spend an hour making a video and a right. hundred people will see it. I'm like, why? When I take time, yeah. I get fucking nuts. When 100%. I don't even know what happens. Like, I'm like, what happened to this video? Why? But I think that's why it's so but you important. you have to just let go. To also just put stuff out there that yeah. you really care about, right? So, listen, if, if only 100 people saw it this month, whatever, it is what it is. But at least it was a video that you're proud of. Exactly. And I like to frame around like putting out resource type content, especially around health and wellness, mental health, yeah. women's fertility, that kind of thing. Because I think, you know, the messages I've gotten through that, whether they have thousands of views or not, it doesn't right. really matter. If it helped one person, yeah. then it was worth it. I love that. You're doing wonderful. I'm always so proud of you, Drea, seriously. And the thing that I've loved the most about the last few months with you is your vulnerability. I think that you're, you really are an open book. And for someone who has, you know, you have a lot of followers and you have a platform and sometimes, you know, we only see the highlight reel and you are always the first one to come on, like with no makeup on and cry into your phone. And, mm -hmm. but not in like this gross way that some people do, where it's almost like an attention grab, like, it's just you and it's raw and it's real. And that is so helpful to people. So always Thank remember you. that and Thank know so that, that everyone is watching and you're doing a great freaking job. And I love you. I love you. I mean, to, <laughs> to watch you in this like realm is amazing. It's so amazing. I mean, we've known each other for a long time in different careers mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. you're a natural girl. I mean, I'm having a good time. I'm in my Barbara Walters era. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before I let you go, we yes. must do our yes. quick fire. I know. I was thinking about this. Okay. And I still don't know my answers. Well, okay, good. That's what it's all about. That's why it's quick fire. I know. Yeah. I gotta change my damn quick fire questions because everyone's prepared now. And so I'm like, to be to be fair, I didn't prepare. So okay, good. good. I kind of forget. What okay, they are perfect. Now. Okay, so what are the three things that you think about most every single day? I think about Machi, my puppy. <laughs> so cute. Um, I think about work unfortunately. Um, but I also think about when I'm going to move my body. Mm. Which you can do a little bit more now. Yes. Which is great. Yes. Whether it's arms, walk, whatever it is. Fabulous. Yeah. If yeah. money were no object, what would you do? Oh, I am on the board of Commit to Change, which is a nonprofit mm -hmm. that gives education to young girls. And I would put all my energy and time into that. I always want to do more and have more. I wish I had more time, but it's incredible. Commit to change. Go follow it on Instagram. Um, we have a gala coming up in September. It's Ooh. really amazing. And the girls that are now women, to see them succeed, it's so, so powerful and special. I love that. If you had a warning label, what would it be? I mean, I've been told I have like resting bitch face a lot of the time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, so the warning label is just, I'm not a bitch. Yeah, or like, don't be intimidated. Yeah. 
Good. I think don't be intimidated. Yeah, she's not scary, guys. I'm not. No, she's not a bitch. I'm really not. No, I don't think you have resting bitch face. Honestly. Okay, well, I've been told that in the past, or that I'm intimidating. And I'm just, I don't. You're just a strong, independent female. I'm just giving, I'm just, you know, that's what my warning is. Okay, people think I'm a bitch. Too. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so it's fine. They're like, whoa, she's like a lot. I call me a lot. I yeah, am a I lot. don't care. And I'm really proud to be a lot. Exactly. Be more. People. Be more. <laughs> be more. Yeah. Be more. Uh, okay, last and final question. Yes. How do you take your oysters? Okay, I love oysters, <laughs> and I love it with a little bit of hot sauce. Oh, yes. A little yes. Tabasco. A little Tabasco mm-hmm. with a little vinegar. Done. Perfect. I mean, I'm going to be eating so many of them in Montauk. <laughs> I love, like, oysters is always well this year I'm coming out for yes, sure I'm hanging to. with you I'm you staying to. with you regardless of whether there's a place for me to sleep I'm sleeping on the floor we will We're record another a, episode yes. out we should do an episode just on social media actually yes. and because, outside yes um in the beautiful in. air by the beach I'm in done love it well this has been so fun oh my god thank you for having me you're incredible everybody please follow Drea on Instagram at Drea Murphy and please go to her website Bydrea.com and yes. subscribe to the newsletter because not only is it aesthetically the most beautiful thing that you will receive to your inbox, but all of the products and the services are seriously transformational and wonderful things that you all need in your life. And they're at all different price points as well, yes. which is what I love. And mostly all of them are obtainable for everybody, Absolutely. which I think is important as well. Drea, it's been so fun. Everybody, thank you, thank you for listening. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to World's Your Oyster. If you love what you're listening to, be sure to like, rate, and review this episode wherever you listen to your podcast. And follow us on Instagram at World's Your Oyster. And share this episode with a friend. We'd really appreciate it. Bye bye.